Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, our region is a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs. This idea of buy local that you hear a lot of in retail, I found that to be true also in my business, meaning that this was an area where the customers were here, the workforce was here, the lifestyle was here. And so I've been really privileged to have be able to have a business where it's possible to thrive locally. Entrepreneurship in the greater Washington region. For many people, it's, I want to stay as far from government as I possibly can. For others, it's, I want to be as close to government as I possibly can. But some entrepreneurs manage to blend the two. Ola Sage is CEO of eManagement and CyberRx is a great example of the surfing that you can do here in the greater Washington region to build great companies. Ola, thanks for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Well, you are a great example of an entrepreneur who gets stuff done but in some ways, you're running against two different types of entrepreneurs. I see folks say, oh, government, blah, I want to stay as far away. And others saying, are you kidding? Government's the best place I, I can uh, find to make money. You're managing to do both. How is it possible? Well, it's definitely a day-by-day work-in-progress kind of thing. You know, I started e-management 18 years ago. And the one goal that I had was, what can we do using technology to help our government operate more efficiently? And that's what drove me to start e-management. And 18 years later, later, it continues to be the day-to-day mission of what we do. How can we use technology to help our government operate more efficiently? And so we do that by implementing enterprise solutions that help them run their um, organizations better, help them uh, accomplish their mission goals faster, and actually improve their ability to serve our citizens. Uh, 18 or 16 years uh, later, I started a second company called CyberRx. And this one is actually focused on private companies, helping them be safer online and um, providing them with tools and um, approaches that they can use to actually reduce the possibility that they're going to experience a significant cybersecurity event. Now, I've been told by other business leaders that it's impossible. I mean, I've been told this. It's impossible to have an organization that sells to the government at the same time you sell to private companies. Do you buy that? Obviously not. But what what are they missing and, and, and you've managed to figure out? It, it, it can be tricky. Mm. I agree with that. I think a lot of it is about focus. One of the reasons that we uh, st- that I started a second company was to allow us to focus and not um, be caught up in trying to serve both the government and the private sector within the same company. And so e-management focuses on federal government and CyberX focuses on the private sector. But it is true that if you're not clear about what objective or goal you're trying to or what problem you're trying to solve, that you can start spinning your wheels. At the moment, there seems to be a developing trend within this administration or the idea of business people, business leaders changing government or making government more effective. You're at the cross section and have been now for quite a while. Where are there opportunities for business practices to make government better? You know, yes, I think, as you said, this new administration has made it a priority. But, you know, we've been in business 18 years. So we've seen both sides of the aisle, so to speak, work at this chip at this problem. And, and, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily just a problem. It's both a problem and an opportunity, because as technology changes and improves and there are new innovations, that creates opportunities to do things differently. So, you know, just in the 
in the area of social media. 18 years ago, that was not something that the government was involved with at all. Mm -hmm. Today, it's pretty much, you know, everywhere. And so that's an opportunity for business to really help the government be able to use social media to advance their goals. Mm -hmm. That is a great example. You've been here in this community for quite a while. Did you grow up here? Did not. How'd you get uh, here? Although it feels like I've been here. <laughs> oh, well, I think forever. you and I share that. Uh, yeah. I'm actually uh, what you call the great American dream, an immigrant who came here for a better education, um, got my both my undergrad and my master's here, and then started a business, and now two businesses. And so, yes, I am living the American dream. So you're living the American dream. And as a immigrant, as an entrepreneur, what is it about this community that made this the right place for you to become an entrepreneur? I think it's kind of funny, you know, um, this idea of buy local that you hear a lot in, in retail. I found that to be true also in my business, meaning that this was an area where the customers were here, the workforce was here, the uh, lifestyle was here. And so I've been really privileged to have be able to have a business where it's it's possible to thrive local local so when i think of think think local i think hey it's possible to have a small business that's getting things done in in our company over 70 percent of our employees live and work in in our state so that's a great kind of tribute to the ability to be able to attract talent and have a customer base that's really you know that's right around the corner and then just the amenities here, just all the everything. D.C. is is really close to where we are. We're headquartered in Silver Spring, Maryland. So we have all of the benefits of the restaurant, the theater, you know, all the great things, the outdoors activities, et cetera. So it's just a great place for a business. How about the aspects of being a woman entrepreneur or being an immigrant entrepreneur? Do you find that this community has more uh, sort of a dark fiber or, or a stronger support network than maybe people realize? I think we have the opportunity to uh, be more connected. I don't know that we always take advantage of it. You know, uh, women in STEM or women um, business owners in STEM, which is, you know, science, technology, um, engineering, and math, we're a minority to begin with, right? So it's it's hard to get us out. Uh, because typically we're heads down, just kind of focusing on our businesses, growing our businesses. And so, yes, I would agree that this area offers more opportunities for us to get together because there's just more of us here. There's a, there's more of a density here. Um, but we have to be intentional about it. So you're involved in as an advisor or, or board member in Montgomery County trying to build um, that community so you're in a position now to see uh, what could or should be done. What are some of the practical steps that you see Montgomery County taking to promote uh, this this idea of connectedness or more broadly in the region? What are you what are you liking when you look out right now? I think one of the things that I'm really beginning to appreciate is how much our county, Montgomery County, has been almost like a diamond in the rough or, quote unquote, the best kept secret, meaning that there are a lot of businesses that don't know what is available for them in Montgomery County or what could be attractions for them to either grow or start their companies in Montgomery County. So one of the things that uh, we're being very intentional about, the new uh, president, uh, David Petter, is kind of leading this charge, is really to get the word out about our county and the opportunities for small businesses, the access to top talent, 
um, all the amenities, particularly for millennials, that are important to them. And so I think that's one of the things that's encouraging. The other thing is that we really want to be an epicenter for cybersecurity. And so, um, you know, we just recently, well, last fall, had a report um, done on kind of what are the opportunities for our county and the region in cybersecurity. And I think that's one of the exciting things as we move forward, that we don't just need to be an island as as a county, that we can really leverage the assets of all of the other communities around us as we build this new cybersecurity ecosystem. So if I put you in charge for one day and you could do one thing, what would be the one thing you would do to make this region grow faster? I think if we could collaborate and really leverage all of the best of what each of us brings, I think, you know, the sum is greater than the individual parts. And I think there's so many great individual parts, you know, in our in our area. And if we could just leverage those together, I think we could be powerful. Strong words and important words from another entrepreneur here in the D.C. region, Ola Sage. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. Our executive producers, Tracy Madigan, and our online contributors are Michael Hoffman and Barbara Ulrich. I am Jonathan Aberman. We tell you what's working in Washington, but we're also asking the question, what's working in Washington for you? So please let us know. We're on Twitter at What's Working DC. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, goodbye. It's All Journalism Podcast with your host, Michael O'Connell. Good journalism still matters, especially in these times of fake news and digital disruption. It's All Journalism talks to working journalists and media thought leaders about how they do their jobs. We learn about the latest techniques and technologies they use to tell their stories. Get a behind-the-scenes look at what goes into reporting the news in the 21st century. The It's All Journalism Podcast. Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcast1.com, or at WTOP.com. Search Podcast DC.